Good morning, everyone. It is great to be here with you all today. Thank you for leading that song, Chris. Uh, it might not be a beautiful day outside today, but all the more perfect day for the Lord to come back when it's burning outside, smoking uh, up in the mountains and on the coast, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. What a beautiful day for God to come back. It reminds us of what we're looking forward to through all of this. If you will open your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 is where we're going to be spending all of our time this morning. We're going to uh, do a little introduction with the beginning of the chapter to get the flow. And we'll spend more of our time at the second half of the chapter, Romans 12. <clears throat> so let's begin reading there. Uh, verse 36, in the previous chapter, he said, For him, for of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And he leads off the first verse of this next chapter saying, I beseech you, therefore, because all things are for God and through God and to Him, I beseech you, therefore, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you, may be, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what we're going to talk about for a little bit this morning. Throughout this, you know, the closure time and all this, I felt myself um, thinking a lot about what I can't do right now. Thinking a lot about our limitations and what we are held back in, what we, where we cannot go, uh, our normal routines. But for the Christian... Our responsibilities are the same they've always been. It is to be continually transformed. You know, a butterfly, it, that word transformed here comes from the Greek word metamorpho, or whatever it's pronounced. And that word is metamorphosis. It's the process, you know, we get the word for a butterfly goes through metamorphosis. It goes through a, a complete change. And for us, that process does not just happen once in our life. It's part of a life stage and a life cycle that we go through. It is a continual process of being transformed. And so my goal in this morning and reading through this is to remind myself of things I need to be doing to be transformed even during times like this. That whatever stage in life I'm at, whatever the situations are around me, that I'm still being transformed. And we're going to get some areas this morning. It'll be uh, some simple things I think we can look at to find where areas where we can specifically find ourselves needing to be transformed. And everything he's going to say in this chapter is based around the idea of what he said in verse 1, that we are living sacrifices to God. You know, a dead sacrifice says, I give up whatever I am to death of this cause. But that's not what we're called to. Our, we are called to be a living sacrifice so that I'm going to give up my life to God, but it's to be used. As we spoke about last time in Romans 6, we talked about being a tool for God now we're talking about being a living sacrifice and what that means. He says it is our reasonable service. Some translations say our, our spiritual or reasonable act of worship. That when we serve God, that's a way to worship. When we serve others in the way we're going to talk about, that is our way to serve God. And it is a form of worship to Him. And he says uh, in, the first, in the final verse that we read right there at the end of verse 2, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have a chance in our life to look at the things he's going to tell us and prove 
just in general, that God's ways can transform people. We say that a lot, like, man, God can transform your life. Do we believe that for ourselves? That today we can be transformed wherever stage we're at. Okay, we're going to continue reading on verse 3, uh, verse three through 8. We're going to read through and then move on. Verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So we're not going to get into those verses much, but what we do know on just a quick skim off the top of this is we all have different roles, we have different abilities, different gifts, and there's a way that we're to wield them. So you may have a gift that you're aware of, but oftentimes we're challenged in how we use it. So let's say there with mercy, you know, we can show mercy, but there's always a challenge added on that you've got to do it with cheerfulness. So let's be aware of our, we're going to move through that, but be aware of our gifts, what we can do, and how we use those gifts. Okay, verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. I think that is kind of the crowning verse as we go through these, that we're going to find out how to love sincerely. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. That word cling right there, when I think of the word cling, I think of someone holding on to the edge of the cliff. You know, if you were clinging to the edge of a cliff on a rock face, you would hold on for dear life. And he says, cling to what is good and abhor evil. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence. Some translations say not lagging behind in diligence, keeping up fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Okay, let's go back up and walk through a couple of those. Being kindly affectionate to one another in brotherly love. One of our key roles as part of the body is to show love to one another. Is to take care of one another. And as he's going to talk in a minute, in a little bit, distributing to the needs of the saints is part of that. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Okay, that's where I want to emphasize right there. Are we fervent in spirit? Just remember that when we're fervent in spirit, it's going to look different for everyone. You know, a dream is fervent in spirit is going to look a whole lot different than Tom's. We're all going to have a different way that our ferventness in spirit comes out. But that word means to let boil as with heat. So we are all instructed from the Lord to have a spirit that is boiling to serve God. Can we say that about ourselves? Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope. You know, rejoicing in hope, I never really thought of that as like a command. Like there's some things that you're told to do, and then there's, so, and then there's some things that you are, you know, you're, you can do that if you want. It's good, you know, and it probably helps you if you're, if you're happy. 
or if you rejoice. But here he says, he kind of gives that in, in, a long, in a list of things that we have to be doing. And he started off that list with being sincere in love. And part of that is rejoicing in hope. We are commanded to rejoice. To rejoice in our hope. Out of this long list of things, that is one of the things. Uh, I'm going to pick out one this week, and I'm going to work on it. I'm going to find one area so that we can, you know, I know I'm going to be transformed in an area this week by talking to God about it and by growing in it. And that's an area I need to work on and rejoicing in my hope. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. You know, that's another area that things are going to look different right now. We need to be transformed and these are the areas but some, like hospitality, is going to look different right now. And maybe not necessarily, we're not taking a whole lot of hospitable uh, leaps, like having a lot of people into our home right now. That's fine. But we can use this time to prepare for when we do. To be getting ready for when this is all over, let's be more hospitable. But there's always a mindset behind hospitality that's being developed. It's an attitude that I'm going to use what I have to make someone else feel welcome, to make them feel taken care of, and to make them feel at home. And so we can implement that wherever we're doing, whatever we're doing, and however uh, that comes out right now is going to be a different way, but we need to be approaching these verses with a willingness to do them. Given to hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. So now he's getting into some, some counterintuitive ways of thinking, that are very difficult for our minds to wrap around and to respond with. So the first thing is blessing and not cursing. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, some people are better at one or the other, I think, a lot of times. Some people are really good about rejoicing with other people who are, who are excited and who are, uh, who are on fire about something. And some people are better at helping others in a way where someone's down and they are good about spending time with them and, and taking care of that need and being aware and just spending time with people who are down. We need both of those in the body. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Notice there he says, as much as depends on you. There's an element of interaction between two people that we can't control, and it's the other side. He's not saying here, you know, and, and if you can start the conversation and it goes positive... Uh, be nice then, but, but man, if, they, if you can't uh, make the other person uh, kind, then you know, just be rude to them, whatever. Give them, give them what they deserve. As much as depends on us. So, that yes, we come into interactions and we are kind to people. We show love to them. And even if their side doesn't bring that back, we always show love toward the other person. As much as depends on you, as much as is on our side of the, the equation, we will live peaceably with all men. Verse 19, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. 
For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So he, the Holy started this discussion kind of giving us a counterintuitive way of thinking that we do not show evil for evil. But we respond with peace and we respond with goodness no matter what happens. But that's hard because vengeance feels good, doesn't it? That's why most movies that come out have some huge component of revenge or vengeance. Uh, I just googled a, a, a quick list of these. Uh, Shooter, The Italian Job, Django Unchained, True Grit, Pirates of the Caribbean, Maleficent, Rambo, Despicable Me, and the Avengers series. So many movies are, are uh, made out with this plot line of revenge because it feels good for us to see someone when they have it coming to them. But God's saying here that that is not the way that we need to look at our responsibility. There is always an avenger in these movies who, who seeks out to take care of the, of the wrong that's been done. We have to understand what he says in verse 19. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. He says, but give place to wrath. That means let God have the role in that wrath. Let God take the lead in that. That is not our job. Because when we think we're really getting back at someone by doing something in return to them, we're not. Because this world has never seen God's true vengeance. Has never seen the true punishment for sin. And for us to think we're really going to get back at someone, that's not our place. God has that role and he will take care of that role of vengeance. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, he says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. That seems like a weird thing to say in the middle of evil being done to you. Give him food and water. And I think the point of this is, we look out for people's needs enough to know when they're even when they're hungry and even when they're thirsty. Because if we're willing to look at someone's needs and to take care of them in this way, in this capacity, we're going to be thinking about them enough to not return them evil for evil, but to respond to whatever they do in a way that is kind and good. We don't lash back out, we don't lash out back at people, rather we consider what their needs are. Enough to, if they're hungry, give them a meal. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is kind of the capstone verse. And I think it applies to the verses we previous read by saying that we don't overcome the evil that is around us by putting evil back out towards it. And that is true. We don't respond with evil uh, by giving more evil, we overcome it with good. We learn in other passages that you show good conduct, you might win others over by your good conduct in response to them. But I think maybe the, the overarching truth is that we're to overcome the evil that is inside of us that wants to come up. That we have desires and urges for vengeance. We have urges to... Uh, to not, like in the gifts, to not show cheerfulness with mercy, uh, to not continue exhorting, and to, uh, to return evil for evil, to not rejoice with those who rejoice and those who weep, weep with those who weep. We have urges that, are, that want to go against what God wants us to do. 
And that is evil when it opposes something good we need to be doing. He's saying, overcome the evil, I believe he's saying, with good in your lives. That when we respond to evil both outside and within us with good, we can overcome that evil. And that is God's plan. And that is the example given to us by our Savior. And it's a tall task, but it's what's asked of us because it was done for us. And that's the lesson this morning. I want us to all try to find something in this list. There's kind of a long slew of things. Find one thing in here that you can be transformed in this week. Say, God, you know, I, like for maybe the one I picked, uh, rejoicing a hope, David prayed, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Talk to God about that. Find areas that you can specifically take action to work against the, the evil that wants to come up inside of us, and we can truly be transformed, and we can truly prove God's perfect way is good and acceptable and perfect will. That's the lesson this morning, and I hope uh, we've studied through some things that you can now take into your own life and study out because uh, it's, it's each one of our jobs to, to, uh, in, to, to involve these teachings into our life, and I want to thank you all for your example to me in these areas. We have some great examples of these things, just thinking about taking care of the needs and distributing to the needs of saints. We've seen an example of that. Uh, that was taking the lead of by several sisters here and reaching out to our brother Reuben. That is a great example of that. So thank you for your example in many other ways that uh, probably not going to have time or the opportunity to get into this morning. But thank you for your example. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information, or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.